Welcome to Real Talk with Real Sisters. I'm Brooke, and this is a podcast where we have conversations about the real stuff, everything from relationships, health, faith, and daily life. Today, we're going to be talking about something that I experienced, and it's just me today because Emily's got a lot going on, so we're going to give her a little bit of a break, but we're going to talk about some funny stuff today. I put a little poll out on my Instagram asking what you guys were looking to hear. And if you want to get in on the next poll that happens, just follow me at Brooke underscore E-L-I-S-A and you can be a part of the next poll. But about 80% of you wanted to hear a funny story time. And I think that's honestly because all of us are wanting to escape from reality right now. I mean, I'm even doing it myself with the books that I read. I'm reading like all these adventure novels that take place like all over the place. Everything in the novels seems so different than the life that we're living right now. And I do think it's important that we realize like we're living in a very interesting time that will go down in history, obviously. But at the same time, we're like, we don't want to live it right now. We want to be somewhere else. We want to be doing something else. And we want to be experiencing all these normal things or things that we used to have. Um, So to try to escape that, we read adventure novels or we watch like adventure movies or I don't know, whatever you fancy. But I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it takes our mind off of the stress of the day-to-day and kind of gives us a little bit of relief. So that's what I'm going to do for you today. I'm going to give you a funny story time from my past. And you're going to reap the benefits of my mistakes and failures and embarrassments. (laughs) So I just want to preface these stories with the fact that these are my juicy stories that I save for special moments with friends. You know, the stories that are just not the stories that you tell on the first time that you hang out with a friend or even the second time or even the 10th time, you save it for those times where it's just you and your friend and you're spilling your guts, telling your deepest, darkest secrets, but also your most embarrassing times and the times in your life that taught you a lot. These are those juicy stories. Only two of them though. I'm only going to give you two. You can hang in there for the other stories maybe later down the line. We'll see. But I just want you to know these are precious to me, okay? So handle with care and know that you're getting the best of the best, man. So treasure them, all right? I trust you. Okay, so let's paint the picture for the first one. So I was out with my friends. I was about 17 or 18 at the time. And we were walking around the downtown area of the city that I live in. And we had just gotten some dinner and we were just walking around. And we kind of, it was late. It was like, I want to say midnight or one. And I was with my sister, Emily, and our friends. And we all kind of were like, okay, we're done for the night. So... Emily and I lived in different houses at the time. So I lived with my mom and then she lived with my dad on the other side of town. So we both like said goodbye, said goodbye to our friends and I went home. I get home and I go to plug my phone 
into its charger for the night and I can't find it. My phone is nowhere to be found. Typical thing, it just gets lost during the night, I guess. So I immediately was like, I I can't lose my phone. My phone is my life. Like, (laughs) that's everything. Like, I need my phone. So I went back. I was kind of in denial too. I was like, there's no way that I just lost my phone. Like, when, when could that have happened? I mean, at the time I had gotten ready for bed. I had like taken a shower, I think too. I was like totally ready for bed and I went to go plug my phone in and it wasn't there. So I took the car and went back to the downtown area and started looking at like retracing my steps, looking at the um, the ground um, of the sidewalks that we had walked on. I was looking at the places that we had stopped at and I was like, what in the world? Where could it have gone? And I, I honestly was getting kind of emotional. And I was driving around and I drove. I was honestly really freaked out and kind of crying at this point in the car. And I was speeding. And I was probably speeding like 10 miles over the speed limit in like a village speed zone, which is like 35, I think. And I was just freaking out. So I actually got pulled over and the cop comes over to me and like I rolled on my window. He's looking at me and he says, ma'am, have you been on, have you been taking drugs? Are you on drugs? And I said, what? No. And I'm like crying in the car. I'm like, no, no, sir. I'm just like looking for my phone. I lost it. I know that I was speeding. I'm so sorry. I'm just frantic and freaking out because I lost my phone. And I look at myself in the mirror and I forgot that when I was home doing my bedtime routine, I had put, I had slathered my face with coconut oil because at the time that was like my routine. Which, girls, if you're listening, do not put coconut oil on your face because it's actually doing more harm than good. Just a little tidbit of information for you. Don't do it. But at the time, I was naive. I was young. I didn't know what I was doing. I had slathered my face with coconut oil. And I looked like I was profusely sweating. I kid you not. So this cop is looking at me thinking, dude, this girl is on drugs. I got to take her downtown. I'm going to get her. And I was like, listen, this is, this is coconut oil. Like, can I like take some off my face so you can like smell it? Like I, I'm not, I'm not that kind of person, man. And so I was like telling him all this and like crying and, you know, doing the whole spiel. And he's like, okay, okay, it's fine. I'm going to let you off with a warning. I'm just letting you know, don't speed, blah, blah, blah. So I go on and I'm like crying, crying, crying this whole night. I was such a mess. And all of a sudden I see as I'm driving down the street, Emily passes me on the other side. And I was like, what the heck? Why is she out here? But I forgot to mention that I had called her off of my mom's phone and like several times I had called her like 
at least a dozen times because I wanted to get a hold of her to ask her, like, do you, did, did you see my phone? Do you know where it might have gone? Blah, blah, blah. Later on, she defended herself and was like, listen, I wasn't going to pick up the phone because I didn't know what mom was going to say. I, I honestly thought it was mom, but you could have left a text message or a voicemail. And I honestly didn't even think to do those things. In the moment, I was just like, call, 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 like, pick up, please get a hold of Emily, like, figure out this situation. And I wasn't thinking straight enough to, like, literally just send a quick text saying, like, hey, this is Brooke. My phone's gone pick up the phone. I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't even think to do that. But also she wasn't picking up the phone, guys. So who who can you blame? We will never know. So we like cross each other on the street and we like motion to each other to like pull over somewhere. And I get out, I'm crying and I'm like explaining the situation to her and she's like, okay, let's try to find it. And I think we scoured like the streets again together for like maybe 10 or 15 minutes because how much searching can you really do before you're like, I'm not going to find this anywhere. So fast forward to the next day, I had an iPad that was tracking the location of my iPhone and the location thing was still on. And it said that it was in this area called Skunk City. I kid you not, there is an area called Skunk City, and that was where my phone was. So Emily and I, Emily, the great sister that she is, she came with me to try to find this phone. And I actually can't remember how this happened, but I might have I might have called the cops and was like, here's the situation. My phone is in Skunk City. Like, I need you to help me come find it. And because this is like the most minuscule problem that the cops have to deal with, like we had to wait for, I think it was like an hour or two in a parking lot or something. And believe it or not, a cop came and had us sit in their back seat and drove us to Skunk City to look for my phone. I still cannot fathom the fact that that actually happened. Like a cop actually came to us and help me look for my stupid phone. (laughs) I can't believe it. It's such a stupid thing in comparison to all the other things that they could be doing, but it must have been a really slow Sunday or something. So this wonderful, amazing cop, he like was playing worship music and it was just definitely a God thing. Um, But he was like, we're, you know, I'm going to help you. You know, we're, God is going to, be here today or something like that. He was saying something about God. And I was like, God, thank you. You gave us this wonderful cop that believes in you. Oh my gosh. So we go to Skunk City and the cop is walking around. I'm telling him like, hey, this is where my iPad is telling me that my phone is, this house. And so the cop turns to me in the car. He's He turns around to me in the back seat and he says, I think I'm obviously going to go up to this door and knock on the door and ask this guy if he has your phone, but I would like you to come with me and play a role. I want you to play the role of just the young girl who's 
desperate to get her phone back. And I want you to look really somber and sad. And I want you to just have a very sad face on. And maybe he'll just take pity and give you your phone back if he has it. So the cop, being the brilliant guy that he was, walks me up to this house, knocks on the door, and this guy with bloodshot eyes opens the door a sliver and peeks out. And he's like, what did I do? And the cop was like, nothing, nothing's wrong. This young girl is just looking for a, uh, she misplaced her phone She's just looking for it. We're just checking houses to see if it's here. We're wondering if maybe you had seen it the night before and picked it up for her. Again, to this day, that was a brilliant line to play because it didn't come across as aggressive or like, hey, we know you have her phone. Give it back. It was more like, hey, do you want to help out this girl? She lost her phone, blah, blah, blah. I just thought it was a really good tactic that the cop took. Because the guy said, give me one second, he went in his house, and there was my phone. He gave it back to me, I got in the cop's car, and voila, I got my phone back. But, I mean, what an incredible, (laughs) incredibly long, horribly embarrassing, and crazy amount of times I was encountered by the cops, mind you, but, you know, it was a learning experience, I guess. I really was just baffled by it all, and I will never forget it. Okay, so moving on to story number two. Let's set the scene. I think this story takes place about a year later in the summer. I was driving my car to, I think, downtown again. And I, I mean, long story short, I took my eyes off the road for a second and... I totaled my car and sadly it was like the only car the only spare car that my family had Um, although it was like quote-unquote older it was one of like the nicer older vehicles that we had so I was devastated when this happened it was kind of like I, I always describe it as like a tin can because this car was so small very fragile um not built like super sound so I honestly took my eyes off the road for a second and like tapped um, the back of this Jeep or something. And my whole front hood just got destroyed. So like every, all the machinery in the front hood was just going berserk. So, I mean, I pull off to the side, my dad comes again. This is a story where I'm crying a ton and my dad comes and he's like, you know what, this, I'm going to get a quote for how much this would be to um, fix, but I think that what's going to happen is we're just going to have to sell the, the car for parts or um, sign over the car to a dealership and they'll take care of it. Sure enough, it was like $4,000 to fix. Um, so my dad was like, we're just going to get rid of it. And I was just so like disappointed with myself and very ashamed and embarrassed that I had done something like this that I decided to, I guess, punish myself. I don't know. I was also very stubborn about it, but 
I was determined not to burden anybody with the fact that I had just lost a vehicle for the family. So my stubborn butt chose to take the bus to work. And I know this probably is like, okay, you took the bus, whatever, for some people, but other people that I would tell that I was taking the bus to to work, they would be like, oh my gosh, you take the bus to work? What? They were confused and they were like, can't you just get somebody to give you a ride? Or like, can't you just figure it out some other way? And I was like, well, honestly, it's my choice, but also... No, I'm not going to I'm not going to burden somebody else with the fact that I was foolish for a second and wasn't paying attention on the road. So, I took the bus to work. I had to figure out the bus system. I downloaded an app, and it's actually a lot easier to figure out the bus system than I thought it would be. I was initially pretty daunted by figuring it out. But there's apps for everything nowadays. So I just searched an app for the bus system that's in my city. And it showed me all the routes, all the times, when it would show up at my bus stop nearby my house. So it's way easier. And don't be daunted by it. Like the first time that I went to New York City by myself, I felt this way as well, figuring out the subway system. But it's a lot easier than you think. And I'll save that story of traveling to New York City by myself for another podcast. But I will say it took three or four times longer to get to work than normal, but I actually kind of enjoyed it. It's kind of, it's it's weird, but I was able to like read on the bus and not like worry about driving and I could listen to a podcast or I could just chill out and write or just be with my thoughts and I mean it wasn't one of those typical like romantic romanticized versions on tv where people are taking the bus and it also wasn't like a super dramatic like you meet the craziest people in your town on the bus it was just kind of normal and I I didn't really talk to anybody um everybody was kind of doing their own thing and not saying that like businessmen were on this bus but still it was like it just felt normal and like not a big deal to take the bus to the people that were on the bus and I was like huh okay maybe this is not so bad and I did that for about a month but mixed in between that month of doing that I actually walked to work as well which is kind of crazy to think back to because it was eight miles in total walking to work from my the place that I was living at at the time to my work. So it took me about like two and a half hours to walk. And I, I just feel like that's, to me now, I'm like thinking, oh my gosh, that's crazy. But at the time I was determined to do it. I was like, you know what? I've got two feet. Let's go. And, you know, I just, I did it. And then I also uh, biked to work a couple times, which was kind of nice. Um, That took me like an hour, but it, it taught me a lot, I will say. The biggest thing it taught me was probably just to not care what people think of me and to just do what you feel like you need to do. So in that instance, I felt like I needed to 
take the bus. I needed to bike. I needed to walk. I needed to like go through that motion and kind of teach myself something in the process. And even though it looked like silly or funny to people, I didn't really care or I didn't later on because maybe at the moment I was like, oh, this is weird that people think that I'm weird for doing this. But I mean, now I'm like in a heartbeat, I would take the bus to work and not think twice about it. And I feel like I appreciated cars more and vehicles more after that too. Just the fact that you don't have to figure out a bus system or walk everywhere. I mean, walking is actually amazing for you, but just the fact that you don't have to plan out all that and you can get to your destination in about 15 minutes, um, sometimes less than that, that's pretty amazing. And I think we take it for granted most of the time. So if you learned anything from this podcast, number one, don't give up. If you lose your phone, you may end up finding it again. (laughs) And number two, don't take your car for granted, okay? Your car is a luxury that you have if you have a car. And if you don't, there's no shame in a bus. It's a great system. Like, it's a system that most cities have and not a lot of people take advantage of it so it's it's great and you should take advantage of it if you need to so guys that is it for today's podcast i have plenty more funny story times for you but i'll save those juicy moments for another time you'll just have to wait and see when i post about them but maybe this gives you a little bit of insight into why i am the way i am maybe (laughs) but also just encouraging you. um, It's okay to take a break from reality sometimes and check out a different story going on and take your mind off things and just take a break from life and laugh and, and make fun of yourself and don't take yourself so seriously. All right, thanks again so much for bearing with me during these embarrassing moments for myself. And thank you for listening and supporting and taking part in that poll. And we will see you next week on the podcast.